from way back. Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. Each week at this time brings you a new adventure of The Great Gildersleeve, written by Virginia Safford Lynn. Bessie! Bessie! Have you gone? Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, you know I wouldn't go without telling you, because then you wouldn't know I was gone. Uh, yeah, that's logical. Uh, Bessie, I wanted to ask you a few questions. Oh, I'm not very good at the answers, but I'll be right in there pitching. That's a baseball expression. Yeah, I know. I picked it up off a sandlot. Hey. Well, uh, go and put it back. Yeah, Bessie, now please listen a minute. Where did you put the papers I must have to make out my report for the State Water Commission? The report's under V. Huh, that's fine. Oh, another thing. Uh, where's the list of bills that's overdue? Oh, that's under V also. V. Oh, Natch. <laughs> Bessie, I don't want to be unreasonable, but just for the fun of it, why is everything filed under V? Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, I'm going to be away for a few days, so I filed everything under V for vacation. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me for misjudging you, Bessie. Well, I'll forgive you. Yeah. Well, I really must be going now, and I do hope you have a very nice time while I'm gone. Well, thank you, Bessie, but I'm the one who should be saying that to you. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. I want to wish you a very nice vacation, lots of fun and good times, and a real rest. Nice time with some nice men. Just carefree and gay and... A... <laughs> Bessie? Oh. Why, Bessie? Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, Bessie, what's the matter? Why are you crying? I just can't help it. It's so terribly sad. Because you're going away for a few days? Oh, no. Well, then what is it? Here I have this nice, lovely vacation. Yes, yes. And I got myself some pretty new clothes. Yes, yes. And, and I haven't any place to go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In just 60 seconds, we'll hear what's going on in Summerfield. But first... Hear this. As most of you know, G-Man is a nickname tacked on FBI agents about 20 years ago by some gangsters, and the name stuck. The FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, is part of the Department of Justice. It's a detective agency that goes after people who break federal laws. The FBI also does counterintelligence work, ferreting out spies and saboteurs. An amazing thing is that despite the extreme dangers of their responsibility, it wasn't until 20 years ago that they were given authority to carry guns. With no other weapons than courage, resourcefulness, and determination, they had to track down and bring in dangerous racketeers and spies whose business was wholesale murder. Today, however, you'll find the typical FBI agent may be a lawyer, accountant, or a specialist in some other profession, especially trained to scientific police methods, handy with any type of weapon. Gentlemen all, until somebody gets rough, then uh, look out, Buster. Hello, Peavy. Gildersleeve, what can I do for you today? Well, now, wait till I get the big list of items I want to buy. 
Oh, good times are here. I always knew that one day business would boom. Watch it, Peavy, or I'll take my trade elsewhere. My, my, can I depend on that? (laughs) No, Peavy. Now, pay attention to this now. I want a complete and compact first aid kit. Very well, and I... I haven't finished yet. Oh, pardon me for living. I also want some sunburn lotion. Very well, I can do it. That's not all. Well, for mercy's sake, hurry up. A pharmacist has other things to do besides waiting on customers, you know. Phoebe, let's try real hard not to be quite so comical. Hmm? I'll try to hold myself back. Now, on my list, I also want something for frostbite. Well, have we now finished, or is there still more? Well, not unless you have something for waxing skis. Mr. Gildersleeve, this is quite a milestone in pharmaceutical history. You've just named an article that drugstores don't carry. Yeah. Well, don't I win a cigar or something? You win a free book of paper matches. Oh, if you're thanks. going to the mountain for winter sports, you'd better take some liniment along, too. Oh. How'd you know I was going up into the mountains? <laughs> Maybe I'm psychic. Are you? No, my brother-in-law told me. Oh, yes. Yeah, I asked Heck to go along to give Bessie a thrill. Yeah, and Chief Gates told me, too. Yeah, that's right. He was kind enough to offer us his mountain cabin. Well, all kidding aside, Mr. Gildersleeve, I I think this is a very nice thing that you're doing for Bessie. Well, poor little thing had a few days vacation, had nowhere to go, and Leroy's been pestering me to take him up in the snow, and, well, Bertie could use a vacation. Add them all together, and away we go. Shall I fetch some liniment for you? Who needs liniment? You will. Says you. I'm in great shape, Peavy. Yeah, for the shape you're in. (laughs) Yeah, you're just envious because we're going to have some fun. Say, Peavy, why couldn't you get away and come along? Oh, no, thanks. Uh I've never been much of a one for winter sports. I'm more the indoor type. Well, we'll have heck along anyway. By the way, does he still work at that wholesale drug supply place? Oh, no, no. He changed jobs a long time ago. He now works in a bottle factory. Oh? Yeah. He's a corker. (laughs) Yeah. Come on in, everybody. Let me get the snow off my shoes, huh? All right, Leroy. <laughs> oh, brother, what a keen mountain cabin. It's the nicest cabin in the whole village. Yep. Welcome to Snow Place Like Home Lodge. <laughs> uh, Bessie girl, do you like the cabin? Oh, yes, Hector. I think it's just darling. Lover girl and I think the cabin's just darling. Yeah, well, good for you. Uh, let's not waste all this wonderful snow now, huh? Yeah, let's start skiing and skating and tobogganing. Do all of them at once? Well, we'll take a vote on which one to do first. Let's let Dream Girl decide. Oh, slush. <laughs> well, I'm so good at all of them, it's hard for me to decide. Would you rather ski or skate or toboggan? Oh, I would. <laughs> well, if we want to get out there before the snow melts, why don't we ask Bertie what she'd like to do? Yeah, that's the thing. What do you want to do, Bertie? Sit right here in front of this fireplace and thaw out. <laughs> but, Bertie, you've got to come, too. Uh-uh, not me. If there's one place I don't want to be, it's on a toboggan or a pair of skis or skates. And there's three places I don't want to be. <laughs> but, Bertie, oh, you folks just run along and freeze yourselves. 
And I'll have a nice hot dinner ready when you come back. No, 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 now, Bertie, you're going with us. We'll pitch in and help you with dinner when we get back. Well, let's yes, go. Yes, Leroy, how did you get your skis on so fast? I wore them up here. I didn't want to be caught with my skis down. <laughs> but, Unc, the ski lifts sissy stuff. Why don't we just do swallows and fish bones up to the top of the ski slope? You don't do them going up, Leroy. Anyway, why do anything the hard way when you can ride? Yo, Bessie, here comes the ski lift chair. You and Heck, get in. Come on, lover girl. Hop in. But I can't get into that chair when it's moving. You just stand in front of it and it scoops you up. Oh, I knew I should have stayed in the cabin. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Oh, that chair got by me. Yeah. yeah, here comes another one. You stand here, Bessie. Yeah, just a second now. In you go. Oh, oh, oh hang on to me. Oh, Bessie, let go of me. Oh. Lover girl, you're leaving. <laughs> Bessie, why did you pull me in with you? Heck was supposed to get in. Oh, we're soaring off into space. No, just calm down, Bessie. Oh, Miss Gildersleeve, I did it all on purpose. I didn't want Hector to ride with me and see how scared I am because I've made him believe I know all about winter sports, and I don't. But I don't want to ch- spoil my chances with him. Yeah, but Bessie, a ski lift is as romantic as a roller coaster. I prefer the tunnel of love. <clears throat> You're not getting the message, Bessie. These ski lift chairs are so small, you have to sit close together. We wouldn't have to if you weren't so big. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Now, let me explain. Naturally, any girl gets frightened being up so high suspended in midair. So she turns to her escort to protect her, and and naturally he puts his arms around her, and... (sighs) Why don't I bring a girl on a ski lift sometime? (laughs) What do you think I am? A penguin? I've never been quite sure. Bessie, I I mean, it is scary up here with your feet dangling in space and you look over and see yourself hanging between the earth and sky, all the rolling snow-covered mountains below, and... What's the matter? I just looked over. It's down. So down, isn't it? I haven't looked. By George. I feel like a comic. Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, if you're frightened, I'll put my arms around you and protect you. Yeah, thanks, Bessie. I'm not that frightened. Oh! It stopped with a jerk. Let's not get personal. (laughs) Bessie, the ski lift is stuck. We're suspended in space. It would be with Bessie. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, what do we do? Will somebody please pick us up? In just a moment, we'll return to the great Gildersleeve. Get the picture. A great many servicemen and women have completed their education while in the armed forces through either USAFI correspondence and self-teaching courses or by group study using USAFI material. However, in some instances, the completion of courses has suffered due to the absence of qualified teachers. But now USAFI is correcting that difficulty with the establishment of its telecourses. These are courses which have been filmed with outstanding teachers and professors and which can be taken in addition to the regular USAFI correspondence courses. For example, if you are studying American Government 1, you can study that subject by taking correspondence course 
475, and the telecourse of the same number. This filmed course and the others are presented in half-hour segments and can be shown on any standard 16-millimeter projector. You will find the courses interesting as well as informative. So see your education officer for details. Then enroll with USAFI and let a telecourse be your guide. Don't worry, Bertie. You can't keep a good man up. Well, that, that's all snow under the skis. Let's get going on this bobsled ride. Oh, you bet, my boy. All aboard, folks. Everybody climb onto the bobsled now. We're going to slide down that, that icy trough. Oh, it looks like an ice tunnel upside down. Oh, this will be swell fun. Oh, can I steer? Can I, huh? Well, I thought I'd be the uh, logic. Mr. Gildersleeve, would you step over here a second? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, what is it, Hank? Well, Bessie thinks I'm the rugged outdoor type. Would you let me steer the bobsled? Heck, nothing must stand in the way of love's young dream. <laughs> Climb right in the driver's seat up front. All right, everybody. Heck's going to steer. Oh, thanks. Just loads. Uh, now, Bessie girl, you sit behind me. All righty. But isn't there anything for me to hold on to? Well, there certainly is. Me. <laughs> now, put your arms around me. You mean... This way. That's it, but no fair hugging now. My ribs are tickly. Yeah. All right, Bertie, you get in next. Can I just go back to the cabin and rest? No, nonsense, Bertie. Now, you're going to have some fun. Yeah, okay, Leroy, get in. Okay, Unc. All right. Yeah, I'll be the end man for ballast. Yeah, give us a shove, Unc. Yeah, I am. Here we go. Jump on, Unc. Don't worry. I will. Well, I don't see how I can get left behind this time. 
Come on, everybody, get your ice skates on. Miss Gildsleeve, couldn't I just go back to the cabin and rest? No, not a chance, Bertie. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> Come on, I'll show you how to do a figure eight. Yeah, I've got it the hard way, six and two. <laughs> oh, Bessie girl, do you know how to do a flying three? No, Hector. How do you do it? I don't know. I never heard of it before. Hey, listen, gang, why don't we all play crack the whip? Oh, that'll be lots of fun. Come on, everybody join hands. Now, I'll be the pivot man. But, Unc, your legs are the longest. You ought to be the man on the end of the whip. Well, okay. We'll let Bertie be the pivot man. Well, that's just fine with me. All I got to do is skate a little bit and stop suddenly. Yeah. Uh, then heck and Bessie next. Huh? Lover girl, give me your itsy-bitsy icy fall. Oh, oh, Hector, you just sweep me off my feet. Well, that's the way the ice skates. Oh, all right, Leroy. <laughs> Grab onto my hand. Okay, Unc. All set. Everybody start skating. Yeah. Take a lot of skating to get clear around you folks. Yeah, but think if we had to go around you. <laughs> Hector, Hector, don't you dare let go of my hand. You'll never get away from me, Cookie. I'm not going much further before I stop and crack the wheel. Faster, Unc. Faster. Yeah, I'm skating as fast as I can. Yeah, but still faster. Bertie's ready to crack the wheel. You yeah, don't forget, I'm the one who gets cracked. Okay, everybody. Yeah. Leroy, you let go! Hold it, everybody. We just lost Unc. <laughs> but I thought that's what we were supposed to do. <laughs> Mr. Gildersleeve, where are you? Something jumped past me going that way. Unc, where'd you go? Come out, come out, wherever you are. Ole, ole, out, get free. <laughs> What's that big tunnel over there? I'll bet that's where Unc is. Let's go find out. Hey, Unc, is that you? <laughs> Don't just stand there. Somebody get a shovel and dig me out of this snowbank. <laughs> now, everybody stamp the snow off the feet. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't want to dirty up Pete Gates' nice cabin. If I stamp the snow off me, you'll have to stand me on my head and bounce me up and down. You ought to start sawing out, Unc. Everybody better take to the rowboats. Yeah. Mr. Gildersleeve, I think you should take a nice hot bath. Yes, sir. And I'll have a nice hot dinner ready in a minute. And are we allowed you, Mr. Gildersleeve? Yeah, I think I will. I'll go right upstairs. Yeah, come on, Uncle. I'll help you upstairs. Mr. Gildersleeve, I don't believe I'd do that. No, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'd advise against it. And just why shouldn't I go upstairs? There isn't any. Well, then I'll be careful. Come on, dear. <laughs> No, upstairs. What are you talking about? Where are the stairs? No stairs, Mr. Gildersleeve. But Chief Gates said the stairs were right by the bookcase. Well, now somebody will tell us where the bookcase is. He said it was right by the closet. Where's the closet? Yep. What's the matter with this place? Mr. Gildersleeve, no upstairs, no bookcase, and no closet. There's something funny about this. I can't understand it. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, would this mean anything? What is it, Heck? Well, there's a sign outside. Well, what does it say? It says... U.S. Forest Ranger Station. Keep out government property. Trespassers will be prosecuted. Oh, that's enough. I'm convinced it's the wrong cabin. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Gildy will be back in just a moment. All of us at some time are faced with a challenge. And the man in uniform is no exception. 
Just prior to the initial Incheon landings in Korea, for example, the U.S. Navy was faced with a problem. Guarding the entrance to the Incheon Harbor was the island of Walmi, which would have to be taken before Incheon could be attacked. But the Navy had no way of knowing how many North Korean troops were on the island, nor where their gun emplacements were hidden. On the morning of September 13, 1950, D-Day minus two, six ships of the United States Navy moved slowly in a column and sailed into the channel guarded by Walmi. One ship was anchored off the southern side of the island, two anchored in the channel, and three were stationed on the other end of the channel. Their orders? To sit silently until they drew the fire of the North Korean defense installations on Walmi. In the meantime, the rest of the American fleet, stationed just outside a firing range, kept its eyes trained on the island. For some time, a deep silence covered the six ships sitting like clay ducks in a shooting gallery. Then, from somewhere on the island, came the sharp white flash and muffled report of a single gun. Once more, there was silence. Suddenly, a ring of island-based guns opened up on the six sitting ducks, giving the U.S. fleet the answer to their question. For an hour, the six ships shot it out with the enemy guns on Walmy. Then the bigger ships of the fleet moved in, then the planes, and finally the assault forces. The island of Walmy was secured, and the way to Incheon was clear. Once more, the military had successfully met a challenge. Oh, oh my aching back. How am I going to get some liniment from Peavy without his finding out what I want it for? After all the smart remarks he made, I won't give him that satisfaction. Ooh, even my muscles' muscles ache. Hello, Peavy. Well, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. What can I do for you today? No, nothing. Nothing at all. Just dropped in to say hello. Uh, hello. Did you have a good time at Chief Gates' cabin? Oh, great. After we found it. Peavy, it does you a lot of good to get away from it all. Didn't do me any good. Out in the clean snow, fresh air, tobogganing, skiing, ice skating, nothing like it. You mean to say you did all of that? You bet. You just worked up a healthy glow. Well, for mercy's sake, sit down on one of the fountain stools there and tell me more. Yeah, thanks, Peavy. Yep. Ooh. Are you coming unglued? No, no, no. I feel great. Just dandy. Never better. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Now, Mr. Gildersleeve. Will you please take this bottle of liniment? <laughs> All right, Phoebe. Good night, folks. The Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman and is produced and directed by Virgil Reimer. Musical compositions by Jack Meekin. Included in the cast were Walter Tetley, Amanda Randolph, Gloria Holiday, Bob Jellison, and Dick Legrand. This is Don Rickles inviting you to listen again next week to another new adventure of The Great Gildersleeve. Each week, at this same time and over this same station, listen to Willard Waterman as The Great Gildersleeve. 
The Great Gildersleeve has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.